right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo. It is your boy Dwight at 5172, the letters T-O-214. Um, I am joined again, as I am every week, with the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, Dr. S.J. Ph.D., young S.J. at S.J. Basketball 8. How are you doing on this fine, it is normally Friday, but today it is a Saturday afternoon. How is you doing on a Saturday afternoon? Real talk, what is that weather looking like in in New York City? Well, after two weeks of literally like 60 degree weather um, in February, it's back to being cold again, but it's not too bad. Um, yeah, it's not too bad out here. Just starting to get cold, but I can't complain because it is actually February and it should be like this. So, whatever. Yeah, it, it's weird, bro. So I think it was eighty degrees here like Tuesday, and it's been cold ever since. Like, um, you see, I think it's forty degrees right now. That's cold for us. Um, sorry, it's forty-seven, but high today at like fifty. It's been kind of cold the last couple of days. Yeah, February. February is a cold week. It's kind of weird. Um, it is. But you have a good Saturday. I know you've been busy all day today. Oh, yeah. I was busy all day yesterday. And today I wanted to rest a bit, but I've been a little busy. But I should be free for the rest of the day. So let's hoping I can rest because I have a tough months coming up like <laughs> tough couple months actually yeah um, yeah i'm right there with you i have a new boss starting wednesday and uh let's just say she's intense and my old boss was my boy and he was the exact opposite of intense when it came to me he literally let me do whatever i wanted to and that is no longer a thing so um my new boss she's she's cool she actually used to hoop um like she hooped in college like she loves basketball so that was something we kind of vibe with already but like i think she still play play like she's in a woman's league she's still in really good shape we about the same age and she'd be making me feel back she'd be like she told us stories about how she's still hooping i'm like damn my old ass don't get out there like that so but it'll be fun it uh it's just gonna be different it's going to be a lot different. I, I went from two days in the office to four days in the office. So we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. Um, anyway, moving on. SJ, I was not up last night. Well, I was up, but I didn't. I ain't watched the game. I ain't going to hold you. I watched Kevin Love look like a decrepit old man. And them get, uh, the heat get blew out by, uh, they get blew up. They got blew up by the Bucks, and Giannis barely played. So, like, I watched that. I watched a little bit of uh, the Suns. The Suns played Oklahoma City. When I saw the SGA didn't play, I was like, yeah, I'm not watching that. And I started playing video games to keep it real with you. But did you actually watch the, the crazy-ass double overtime? Old, I think it's second-highest scoring game in NBA history. Did you actually watch that? Was you up for that? So I watched the game from start to finish. I actually, oh, just, not even from start to finish. I was watching the Kings pregame. 
not true. I just had it. <laughs> That's how I, it's a little like, embarrassing, but you, whatever. You was locked in. You was locked yeah, in. Yeah, I was locked in. I was tired. I I had a really long day yesterday, like extremely long. So by the time I came home, like a lot of my like a lot of the early games were done, and then um like the eight o'clock games are kind of still going on, but they were like lame. And I was like, you know what? I look at the slate. I was like, okay, Kings Clippers. I was like, this looks like it has potential. And it was Russ's debut. So I was like, you know what? I'll turn it. I thought it started at 10. So in my defense, I thought I was turning it when it started. It was like 10, 10 at the time. And I was like, oh, it's 10, 30 or whatever. So I watched the pregame. I was like, fine. And it started. And I was like, okay. Initially, I thought I was going to fall asleep on it because I was really tired. And I thought, you know, somebody's mate might pull away because the theme of the night was blowouts. Like a lot of the games are blowouts. But, um... It just, like, it started hot. Kawhi was, like, on a heater. Kawhi could not miss for, like, the first. He started down towards the end. They started doubling him. But Kawhi, like, couldn't. He was, like, 9 of 11 <laughs> at one point for, like, 29 points. Like, he could not miss. No one on any side could miss. Um, so, I was like, okay, this game is interesting. And, they like, I was like, okay, let's see if, like, who's going to cool off. And no one, like, cool off. Like, people were complaining about the defense. And I'm like, mind you. Defense wasn't being played like that. If, if two teams score 170, like, defense is not the theme of the game. But it wasn't, I saw people trying to be, I mean, some of it were jokes, but some of, some people were trying to, like, it was like they were trying to make a point, talking about, oh, y'all were complaining about the All-Star game, but, you know, this is, a, no, no, it, it was not, the, if you watch the All-Star, I watched the All-Star game, and I watch this game. If you thought those two games were of the same quality, you need to get your eyes checked. I'm so sorry. Like, the All-Star game, no defense was being played. Like, they weren't trying. In this game, I mean, they were defensive problems. There were breakdowns on both sides. They were fouling a lot. They fouled each other a lot um, because there were all these breakdowns. But for the most part, they were getting stops. They were trying. They were contesting. But, like, Bia's shots were just... I remember it was a contest. Kawhi put that shit up, and that shit bounced, like, seven times around the rim, and it fell. <laughs> it, it fell. Like, those were the type of shots. That was Malik Monk. Almost scored 50 off the... Did you see the box score? Malik Monk had, like, 45 off the bench. Dog, I, I, that was what I was... I was looking at the box score. Malik Monk had 14 points going into the fourth quarter, and he finished the game with 45. <laughs> it was just shot... The shot-making was some of the best I have ever seen. Like, the, it was just, they could not make Nick Batum. He had a heater, at, you know, one stretch. Like, it was like 10 people between two teams, like, had a stretch where they, you know, ran it off like 10 straight. <laughs> like, it was it was crazy. But, yeah, great game. Um, the Clippers just blew it. And turnovers were the story to me because I, like, both teams couldn't miss. So it was whoever had the dumbest turnovers to give the other chance or the other team more possessions. Um, that's really who won. And towards the end, it was um, the Clippers. The Clippers gave the ball because Plumlee thought he was Jokic, bro. He started. He was just turning the ball over. I'm like, this is what you get for trying to play through Mason Plumlee. Like, let's get serious. And, yeah, they turned it over and um, Kings capitalized. But, nah, the Kings are tough. And not that I didn't respect them before because, obviously, we're – so deep into the season and they're still like they're still the third seed um but they this was a tough game they played last night they played last night i think that's what that's another piece that gets lost in all this they played last night didn't rest anybody there was no rest days for nobody played two overtimes on the road and i know it's in the same state but still it's a road game and you know there were kings fans in the arena but it was still a clippers home game 
they won that. And regulation, the Clippers were up by like double digits, and the Kings walked them down. It was crazy. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have even gotten to the first OT. The Kings walked them down because Paul George is a crackhead. So, dude, I watched. I watched the. Uh, I saw a clip on Twitter where they was up nine with the ball, and Paul George just gave the ball away twice with like yeah. two, two minutes to go. Something like that. Yeah, that's what happened. Fox, Fox pressured him, gave the ball away. Keegan Murray, the rookie, making plays, stole the ball because Paul George again trying to be a crackhead. They turned about over like four. It was four straight possessions um, in the clutch where they had the turnover, and the Kings came back to tie it up. Four straight turn. I've never seen anything like it. It was it was crazy, and everyone I remember my TL. It was it, these games are so fun to live watch because everyone's like on the TL, like what just happened? Like everyone was so confused as to what the Clippers were doing. It was like, what are you like? At, like hold the ball. <laughs> That's like the basic thing they tell you. And it's one thing to miss shots. It's one thing to just hold the ball, and they couldn't even do that. So um, yeah, fun game, man. I mean, it worked out for us because um, I guess. Either team losing would have been good for us, but the Clippers, especially losing, was great because they're closer to us in the standings. So yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, how did Russ look? He okay. Here's the thing. He didn't look bad. Like before every okay. So the Clippers scored, if I remember correctly, they scored eighty points in the first half. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Russ was like a huge like he was like key in that. They looked. They were playing fast. Russ was like, you know, driving, finding shooters. Like they looked good. You know what I mean? They looked good. And you were like, okay, you can see the vision with where, um, you know, how Russ fits into the team, especially if he, because he was buying in. Like he wasn't forcing anything. He wasn't, you know, looking for his own shot. He wasn't at the time. I mean, he racked up turnovers late, but at the time he wasn't racking up turnovers. He looked good. And then towards the end, this is where when you, I think the issue with Russbrook is that you can't overexpose him, right? <laughs> So you can't blame too much, especially in important moments, because, you know, teams are still sagging off of him, right? So that was a challenge that, you know, they're going to have to figure out how to have them attack open space because they're sagging off. And it's not like the Lakers where he was letting the threes launch. And in this first game, he was being a bit, you know, hesitant. You know, when you come in, you're not trying to shake the table, trucking up shots. So, like, he'll, he, looks like, he looks like Ben Simmons at times. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, and Westbrook, and that's one thing about Westbrook. You could say you could sag off Westbrook all that, but he's never gonna not shoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's gonna do something, but he was kind of hesitant. Um, and I think that's just he warm. He, you know, Westbrook is gonna warm up. It's just his first game. He was probably trying not to force it, but the defense as well. Towards the end, he um, yeah, he was a part of some some defensive breakdowns for um the Clippers. But overall, I, I don't think this is a game where it's like, damn, Westbrook lost them. It was nothing like that. He, he actually looked good with them. It's just that the Clippers, it was a Clippers loss. A Clippers, like that, the whole team kind of just lost. And if you really want to blame somebody, I guess Paul George. And he didn't close. He didn't he didn't play the second overtime. I think, I was trying to find out why. Um, Best thing I saw was maybe a minutes restriction. I don't know. I don't know why he would have a random, like, minutes restriction. I mean, Kawhi played 46 minutes. But um, he didn't play at all the second OT, and I saw a clip where he was like saying, "Oh, am I gonna close? Am I gonna close?" And they subbed in Eric Gordon. <laughs> so I, I don't know what's going on with that personally, but yeah. Yeah, some that is interesting for me that you know I didn't watch the game, but I just saw people talking about it. Um, what they gonna do with uh Norm? Norm was getting picked on apparently. 
Like they was cooking Norm Powell. That was Norm Powell is always and here's the thing. Norm Powell always finds himself except except for the Blazers, but he always finds himself on good defensive teams where he stands out as like the weakest defender, yeah. right? And yeah, he and the problem is they have. I mean, with the Westbrook addition, they're playing him, and I don't get. I don't know why teams think he's like a forward. So they're playing him at the three spot sometimes too, and he's just, he's just small. He's just small. He's getting picked at, um, and if he's not hitting shots, then what's the you know you could kind of live with him, you know, maybe giving up a point or two if he was hitting shots, but he wasn't even hitting shots. So um, Tyler just has to figure out his rotations because you have Terrence Mann who only played eighteen minutes and he was good. He was a team high. Um. I mean, plus or minus, I'm not looking at that because, again, he only played 18 minutes, so, you know, it is what it is. But he was good in his minutes. That's what that's saying, that he was impactful in his minutes. And he just didn't play. And, honestly, the writing on the wall was that that was always going to be the case. I know Clippers fans, they were bracing for it, but they couldn't. They were hoping for it to not be the case that, you know, Russell come off the bench, man would still be starting. But then that's not the case. Russell starting, man's come off the bench. At any rate, they don't respect him as a starting caliber player they like him a lot they yeah. like him a lot but not you know what i mean they have been trying to upgrade his spot i've <laughs> been trying to upgrade his spot this entire time and westbrook they're believing is an upgrade at the spot um well even if not an upgrade but more of what they believe they need and um i mean clippers fans don't agree but at the end of the day this is looking like I mean, they, they're saying internally they didn't want Westbrook, and it was until Paul George had a say in it. But you could bring him off the bench, especially since L.A. was doing it, and they were paying him $47 million. I don't think right. he you know, he would have went there and you know made us think about coming off the bench on a minimum buyout. Absolutely not. He wouldn't have done that. But the fact that they you know wanted to start him anyway just proves that they don't see Terrence Mann like that. And, I mean, Tyler acknowledged that he you know wanted to play him more, and maybe moving forward he'll play more, but... I think they got to, um, or at least Clippers fans got to live with the fact that, Ter- like Terrence Mann, they don't believe Terrence Mann is that guy until he really shows them. And I mean, I don't know what more he could do after he had that forty ball in the playoffs. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he he was a little suspect after that though. And I mean, they, yeah, they, but they they, they kind of all in right now. Yeah, but the data is saying that um, all in or not, the data is saying that um, he is a guy that should be playing. <laughs> No, no, I think he's part... I think, or play more, I should say. I think the starting lineup with him in there is one of the best uh, mm-hmm. one of the best lineups in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken. So, you're right. You're 100% right. But at the same time, uh, pretty sure Dwight Powell, Tim Hardaway Jr., Spencer Dinwiddie, Luka, and uh, Reggie is also one of the best lineups, in the, according to the data in the NBA and you know, we we still kind of know what that is. Yeah. So it, it's it still gets a little weird when it comes to to that aspect of it. Um, yeah, you're right. Um. Yeah, I, that, that's an interesting game. I I will say this: like, I don't think we've recorded since Russ went there. Like, I actually think that's going to work. I don't think he's you know Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, but like when they go five out he's basically the big and it basically you know you go him you go pg you go Kawhi, you go batum and whichever one of them dudes they want to pick marcus morris and 
him? Like Marcus Morris stings, bro. He was having such a hard time. He could, and they don't. They, they're not playing him in the second halves no more. Yeah. He, like he had us. He was bad. He wasn't hitting any shots, and he cannot guard anybody out there, bro. Like he cannot guard anybody out there. Really? Like, picking up. Yeah. Damn. I He's slow. He's slow. Yeah. He can't stand in front of anybody. He's an older player. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, he could, you know, if it's in the post, you know, he could body up and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. they're drawing him out in the, you know, pick and roll and making him guard at the point of attacking. He can't do it. He, like, cannot do it at all. So, so are they just keeping up big on the floor at all times now? Oh, no. No, no. Uh, they're still doing their ball, small balls. Because Zubac was out last night. Zubac didn't play. Oh, okay, so, okay. Plumlee started. Um, so, they played small a lot. Um interesting but um i'll see how it goes when zubach because yeah we haven't seen the rotation with zubach in how did plumley look i think he afraid i like the ball because he's a big that facilitates ball movement too you could you know play him put him in the um you put him at the elbow and have him play make and all that um well i shouldn't say play make but have him um you know facilitate uh, he can do that. So, like, the ball was popping. He he didn't look bad. Him and Russ, you know, that looked like, looked to be a good connection, you know. He's a dump off big. You could dump it off, too, and Russ is good at that. So, Russ was finding him a lot. Um, he was eating up the open space. And he's a good big, but he, like I said, at times, he just does a little bit too much. He got that Drummond thing about him. You know, Drummond used to, like, I don't know so much now. I don't really watch it both, so I can't really talk, talk about it now. But Drummond used to, anytime I watch Drummond, it's like, Sometimes some some just kicking in his head where he thinks he's like the best like center of all time and he starts doing some shit where it's like that's not you Drummond like please don't do that he's doing something like that plumbing towards the end too much dip on his trip yeah too much dip on his trip like trying to act like he's some type of I won't even say Jokic but trying to act like he's Sabonis like <laughs> not Sabonis yeah so um and he was Sabonis he was alright but he fouled out like um. Russ fouled out at the end. Yeah, it was a um, crazy game. But yeah, Plumlee's not too bad. They, they were good pick. The Clippers had good pickups. Bowens, poor him. He didn't play. Um, so he, he wanted a bigger role and went to a team and is now not playing. But that that should have been obvious, though. As soon as they picked up Russ. Yeah. Bones, I, I, I... He's like not a serious team player. That's, can't play that it. is yeah. exactly what I was about to say. If yeah. you're trying to win, I don't know if he can play. Like, yeah, well, let me be clear. He can play, but you can't be counting on him. Yeah, and if he's playing, it's not many minutes. It's not like uh, you play him if you, you're going through a rough stretch in your offense and you get a spark and you play him for a little bit, but you're not, like, when you need, like, when you really need to get down to it, yeah, he's not playing. <laughs> like, he's yeah. not playing. So yeah. that's unfortunate. But, I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't think, and here's the thing, this is just him right now. You know, he can blossom into, you know, something else in the future. But, like, the league needs all these different, you know, variety of players, right? The league needs these kind of tank commander kind of players. Like, if we'd be looking at Bones differently if he was on a, you know, one of them lottery teams and he was just doing whatever he wanted. He wants, he, he's a that guy, he wants freedom when he plays. It's like a Clarkson, right? You have to give those guys freedom to play <laughs> or else you might as well, they might as well not play. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... Course, he has to, you know, play like a crackhead. <laughs> sometimes it's gonna work out for him, sometimes not. You know, sometimes it's just gonna be average, but that's you just have to give him freedom to play. And I think, um, 
Bones is looking like one of those players where you just like you're just gonna have to let them play. And usually those players come off the bench and all that. Um, yeah. So yeah. I have to ask because mm-hmm. I've compared these two people. Is Jaden one of those players? Um no, well, no 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 because actually I can't say no confidently, and I I'm not, I I'm my inkling is not to say yes. But he's a I, I don't because he's showing signs. I mean, right now, Jen is not like a great defender. He's not, um, especially if you're. He's not great, but I don't. I, he's I don't, not horrible. He's not horrible, but I, he's not great. That's I, why I wouldn't put him in that class. Yeah, with, yeah. You know what I mean? And you can run him, and I've seen him play. Not to say Bones doesn't, but Bones real like Bones hijacks the offense a lot. Hardy's not hijacking the offense. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm not watching and looking at Hardy. Like I mean, early he'd press a little bit, but once he got, you know, his little consistent minutes. I mean, now he's going back to like inconsistent minutes. But when he had that stretch where he was playing, like he was playing within a team concept. Like he wasn't hijacking anybody's offense. Um, and you think he plays like that, but he actually doesn't. Um, so that's why I'm leaning no. Like you can run him off ball a lot. You know what I mean? And I think I prefer him off the ball to like attach like right now attacking closeouts, um, catching and shooting. I prefer that version of him than anything than him trying to break down a guy. Um so no, I would not put him in that camp right now. But I am intrigued to see him next season. I think with an off season of more training, next season he probably will be in the rotation. Um Especially if we, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if we're re-signing Kyrie, I think Jaden would probably be in the rotation just because now we're going to need um, production from cheaper contracts. <laughs> like good production from cheaper contracts, and Jaden would be a perfect candidate for that. So I'm interested to see him next year, and I feel like we can make proper evaluations about him next season when he's really actually playing consistent minutes. But for right now, yeah, no. My answer would be no. Yeah, I... We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but yeah, exactly. I, I, I do think we're gonna re-sign Kyrie. I have no idea if that's even a good idea, but I think we're gonna. You said something in the group chat. I didn't reply to, it, but I like saw the notification. I and I really agreed. Um, that you said if we're gonna re-sign him, we're gonna have to do it at like forty-five to fifty. I agree. I think yeah. if we're gonna re-sign him, we're gonna have to give him close to that. Maybe not the full full money, but we're gonna have to get close to it. We're gonna have to get yeah, close to it. We, I mean, if it, if it's I I listened to uh, actually Kirk did a podcast with I forget the dude's name. He's a uh, he has the he's basically does what Kirk does for the Lakers. He runs a Lakers site, has a Lakers pod, and he was basically saying like, "Look, man, all this is Lakers smoke." for Kyrie is just to make sure the Mavericks pay him the money like he broke down why like just the logistics of getting Kyrie to LA he's like bro that shit don't make sense It'd be Bergen, kind of- that's what I'm saying it, like that's what people are saying AD we're not we're not getting yeah. AD bro so yeah, like, yeah. take out your mind bro sign and yeah. really you're not switching super stuff like that's not happening is my yeah. point and, and if we're doing it, it would be, be very complicated. Very complicated. Exactly. And then I even was like, well, we could take Rui Hachimura and all this other shit. And, I was, and then I realized that would hard cap us. 
Mm-hmm. Hard cap them. Then exactly. It's not gonna work unless they unless Kyrie's taking significantly less and the Lakers will have no depth because they would have to renounce everybody. Exactly. And it yeah. It, it, it just don't add up and it's not gonna add up. I don't know. I guess he even said like ESPN is there to make money and get clicks, so they have to talk about it. And this is a Laker fan breaking it down. He, he, you know, this is him. This usually fans of other teams like, yeah, get excited. He's like, bro, the stuff they did, the moves they made, because they would have traded a first-round pick unprotected for three months of them dudes, right? And I, I he's like, dude, that just don't make sense. You got to renounce them. You got to not pick up team options. Or He, he basically said, I, I don't – the Kyrie to LA stuff is, is basically smoking. If you even, you look at who broke the Kyrie trade demand, who broke where Kyrie was headed, it was Shams. Shams from day one has been like, yeah, bro, if Dallas plays him the money, that's probably where he's going to be. Woj is the same thing. Like Now, whether that's a good idea or not, yeah, that's a different conversation. We'll have it when the time comes, and yeah, we just yeah. we just have that when the time comes. Yeah, yeah, we we cross that bridge when we get there. But I yeah. I, I think a lot of the uh, it is basically the only reason I'm even touching on it now is because people get really upset about the whole Kyrie's going to leave to LA narrative. I my dad, my little brother were here last week. I bet them both a hundred dollars that Kyrie would be here open tonight. Like they are, I don't do. My dad has become such a bronze stand in his old age. I don't know what it is. He's like, I hate the Lakers because he taught me to hate the Lakers, but he loves LeBron so much. He's just adopted them. And um, yeah, he truly believes Kyrie is going to be there. And I'm just like, bro, you know, my dad don't be into the cap logistics and gymnastics, but there's a lot of people that believe that's a thing. And you I don't. My dad is not a casual fan, but he ain't paying attention to cap space and how the money works and all that. Uh, I, I, I'm saying the only reason I'm talking about this is y'all calm down. Let's just hope this season goes well. Let's hope we can make some moves to have Kyrie and Luca next year because I don't think they're going nowhere. I, I think that's going to be a thing at least for another year, year and a half. And, I think we good the rest of this season. I think we're going to be good to start the season next year. After that, who fucking knows? I'm just here for the basketball and vibes right now. Um, yeah. I guess we could jump into the Mavs game then since we're on the topic of Luke and Kyrie. Exactly. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was fun. It was, it was a very entertaining game. Um, I feel like we were up by eight to nine points the entire game and then the fourth quarter started and it was like a 30 point game and and no one they started missing shots and no one on our team missed a three that is how it felt i'm gonna keep it real i didn't re-watch it i didn't even re-watch highlights i watched the post-game interviews but i just feel like we we beat the brakes off them yeah, and here's the thing when we play teams like this, especially now given the team we have, and I I'm I've been we've been confident. We both we've talked about it last week. We're both confident that our sheer talent can overwhelm some of these bad teams because we're gonna play some horrible teams <laughs> um coming up. 
were playing Disperse two more times, and they're just bad. Like, they're horrible. And it's not even horrible, like, it's not like Houston horrible. Like, it's, it's, they're playing within a concept. You're seeing the structure. It's just that they don't have the talent to execute. The, 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 the problem is Houston has the talent to execute, but they're not running anything of substance. No. Um, whereas the Spurs, they're, they're, I mean, it's a Spurs system. Everyone knows. And I'm not going to decry the Spurs because I hate the Spurs. But, um, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. Um, and their, their best player, yes, who's the Kelvin Johnson? Like, come on. Like, what are we talking about? So they're horrible. We're playing them a couple more times. So, and I'm expecting wins. I don't care. We, we should sweep them again. Um, Hornets, I mean, the Hornets are a little tricky because they do have, like, better talent, like, than, say, like, the Spurs, but they're so bad as a team. So we should be good there. But my whole point is that, um, Teams like this, like even in game, like at this point, we should know our defense is bad, right? Our defense is bad, and I will say it's worse than I thought it would be. Like I knew it'd be bad. We lost Dorian, and then I thought we were gonna do something else, and we didn't. Maxi's not back yet. I thought Maxi would have at least been back by now, um, but he's not. So we still don't have that reinforcement. So I knew the defense was gonna be bad. So that's why I try not to like. You know, when we gave up, what, close to, what, wasn't it close to, like, 70 points, or was it over 70 points? No, I think it was, like, 70 points to the Spurs at halftime, or close to 70. That's bad. I understand, because the Spurs are a horrible offensive team, and we should not be giving up that many points, but we are a bad defensive team. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, it's a lot worse than I thought. And I'm, I mean, Maxi is the only, like, he's the only source of hope, because I don't think there's anything else internal you can make this. I mean, the effort can get better from, you know, a select group of guys. Like, it can get, you know, That's tightened just, up. No, say, say but, what it is. Luca, Luca, been. I'll just it's say. It's been rough to watch. It's been horrible to watch. Yeah, I can't lie. Let, let's just, last nah, man, it, I, we love Luca, but ever since he's come back from that injury, like, they were playing high defense when it was. When Luca was out. It wasn't great, but it was okay. It was right middle of the pack defense, right? Just nice middle of the pack defense. As soon as Luca went back, straight back to the cellar. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's been bad. And when I say, and I'm hoping that, um, and I know people been box score watching him, Dorian, and I'm not going to like jump up to his defense because at the end of the day, I still love him, but he's not on our team no more. So I'm not going to get, like, I haven't been getting into those arguments. But, um, not even going to talk about his play right now, but he, when he was on the Mavericks, y'all saying that, oh yeah, we traded away bombs, blah, blah, he still provided immense value, because you are seeing that right now on the defensive end, like, Dorian, even though defense wasn't, um, we weren't, like, locked down or anything, you can see the areas where Dorian filled in and covered up for us. At the end of the day, Dorian... You look at any metric, any metric, I test and any metric says that Dorian is one of the most versatile defensive players in the league, right? Maybe not one of the best, like top top, but one of the most versatile. And that's important because he can guard up or down. Yeah. Right now, we're struggling with a balance where we barely have guys that can guard up right now. We don't like Christian Wood. Dwight Powell, Javel McGee, thank God, I would say the kid, you know, he tightened up the rotation a bit, we, we're not seeing Theo, we're not seeing, J- like, so he caught on to that, good good on him for that, um, not to applaud a fish for swimming, but, um, 
it's good he realized that that should be cut out. But, you know, Dwight Powell, he's too small. And the thing is, I'm like, they're doing the Carlisle thing where it's like they're struggling with a coverage to play, like, one. So they're trying to mix it up, trying to find something that works. But, like, with Dwight Powell, I feel like at this point, you've been in the league so long, and in recent seasons, you've seen it so much. We have the evidence to see that drop is not going to work with Powell. Like, he's not a drop big. Like, no. I could score on Powell out there in drop. Like, it's not going to work with drop. Powell is a, is a defender. Show high. Um, switch, maybe not so much. He's a little slow after his acute. He's a little slow right now. So not even a, um, like a, a straight switch, but... You know, Sean recover, but the problem with that right now, and I, I get why maybe they're not comfortable with doing that because we don't have that back end help anymore. We don't have a Dorian, we don't have that length to um, because when you show and recover, you have to rotate behind that. We don't have that length right now, and that's the problem. Like, that's where Luca he's not, that's where he needs because he's the low man sometimes, he needs to make his rotations, he's not making his rotations. Um, and Josh, you know, he tries, but he cannot be everywhere. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, Kyrie's 6 2 at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So he's yeah. not providing. Hey, quiet as kept, Kyrie's better than I thought he would be. Defensively? Yeah. Yeah, he has good instincts. Yeah, you see, he. And here's the thing this is where there's a difference between like a Brunson, a Dinwi, and a Kyrie defensively. Just knowing where to be and just being in the right spots helps a lot, especially at their size. Because they would be six six, six five or whatever. And he's the worst defender out of those three guys that I mean. Brunson, Kyrie and, and Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's the worst, even though he's the biggest, because he's aloof. He don't know where to like you all watching. You don't know where to be. Like his it, his technique is bad at times. Like it's it's a difference. This defense as much as, you know, physical tools are important, it's also about that IQ too. Yeah. The I've I mean we saw it hell the season last year might have a different connotation or we'd be looking at last year or even where this organization is at as a whole if Bojan hits that damn three in game six because Spencer fell asleep. Um, and I, I lost count of how many times Spencer got beat on fucking under the, under the basket inbounds plays. Mm-hmm. Like I've literally lost. It happens so often to where I was just like, damn, that's just – that's just the Spencer Dinwiddie experience now. Um, yeah, to, I, I agree with you, and I know you don't want to do it, like, because he plays for a different team, but you know what? I am. I don't – there's been some, because he's shooting poorly in Brooklyn, that, well, Luka Doncic made him so much better. I've heard Kurt and Josh talk about it, and other people talk about it, and, then, like, you know basketball is played on two sides of the fucking court, right? There's a reason why as soon as Dorian left, we went to one of the worst. We weren't great at protecting the paint, but we went from like mediocre to kind of bad to up the literally the worst in the league at it. Because Dorian was effectively a big, he could credibly switch and help. He, you know, he wasn't a I would say a shot blocker, but he could body up with a big. Like Josh, God bless him. Josh ain't as strong on the on the post. He's not, and Josh not six eight at the end of the day. Yeah, he's and, not. He's and, not. And something people forget: Dorian was a fucking center in college. He came into the league as a big man. So, our 
um, our X Factor lineup was him at the five. Yeah, yeah. It was him at the five. Yeah, so Dorian has Dorian just has natural big man instincts, and that's why you know people are because he's shooting four for fifteen, and they're just totally like, you see, Luca makes him so much better. Well. Y'all know that shit works the other way defensively, right? Where Dorian allows us to be a credit, allowed us to be a credible defense because he cleaned up Lucas' bullshit on the defensive end, and no one talks about it, and it pisses me off because people just want new toys without acknowledging what them what that dude brought to the table because he didn't score seventeen points a game, but fucking blow Kristen Woods' dick, and it drives me insane. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're, but you're absolutely right. And I, I said this earlier in the season when people were trying to compare it, saying, oh, well, offense and defense doesn't hold the same weight. And I agree with that, actually. I agree with the whole sentiment. But at the same time, you're not even giving credit you know, for what he does. And even to his shooting, I will even say, like, y'all should know Dorian by now. This was never, he's, first of all, that team, as it currently stands, that's not a team suited for Dorian, to be honest. Like, if it was, if KD was still there, I liked it when KD, if we thought KD was still going to be there, and, um, you know, some of the other, you know what I mean? Like, that would have been a little different. Like, if you're the best shocker, is who? Spencer Dinwiddie? And then Cam Thomas is the next one? And then, yeah, Mikhail Bridges took a step, but come on, bro. Like, that's a team full of... Wings who are supposed to play off of shot creators. Like, they have a horrible balance with that. And you see in their offense, they just got dominated by the Bulls. Um, couldn't score. So, um, that's not a team that's really suited for Dorian. And even if he was shooting better, like, Dorian has had a disjointing season. Disjointing season. He, Dorian usually comes into season, usually kind of starts slow, then he warms up, and then he just consistently stays at a good level for the rest of the year into the playoffs. This season, he was not able to do that. He started off, you know, his usual slow. He got hurt for mad games. We forgot he missed like what 20, well, 20 games. Most games he's missing his career. Yeah, he missed like mad games, and then he came back for like a couple, like what one game or two games before he got traded to a whole new team. Like this, this he's gonna have to maybe try again next year. <laughs> like this is what I'm doing with him. So like you know what I mean? Like you're probably gonna if, if the Nets trade him, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, and trading to a contender. I'm telling you, a contender is still going to be calling his phone um, to mean, come play for them. I don't I don't know the rules, but <laughs> all bullshit aside, we need to be trying to get him back. Yeah, and like here's the thing with that, too. Like, those guys are still, like, you're still, like, he, he needs to play off a play creator. We know this. Like, this is not people, we're not trying, I'm not trying to make him sound like he's anything he's not. And here's the thing. I used to hold the opinion that Dorian was like a product of Luca, and obviously Luca makes him better. Like you know, what I mean, he's the ultimate guy. Luca is the best three point creator in the league, and Dorian, um, when he gets the shots, he's not like fantastic or anything, but he's competent. And then defensively, we just you know talked about it. So he's a good player alongside Luca, but I thought he was a product of him until the I saw that stretch without Luca, and this was when Brunson stepped in, so we still had, and we still had Porzingis, so we had guys that he could play off of, you know, where he doesn't have to be, like, a real offensive option, and he averaged double digits while playing phenomenal defense during that stretch, remember that stretch um, of 2021, when Luca was missing the games because of the ankle, and y'all were a bit clowning us because we were losing to good teams, even though we were playing better ball, Dorian was a big part of that. She averaged double digit, and that's when I even made. I think I made a tweet even saying, "Okay, Dorian, like I apologize." Because it was a 
good enough sample size. It was like 10 games. <laughs> you know, it was a decent sample size. It wasn't like, I'm not saying it was crazy sample size, but it was, you know, something, you know, a handful where I could really watch and see this. And he was impactful. He was impactful in a, you know, different team structure. So I just think, um, I don't know we're spending time talking about him, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like I understand the type of player he is and um, what he brings, and I just am rooting for him. I'm not going to watch him and hope for the worst just because I want to make my team look better. No, I, to be, I don't understand my guy. I want him to, you know, I want him to do well. I don't, I don't know. I think for me, because my they the Jalen Brunson situation prepared me to, like, move on from Dorian. Just to keep it real with you, like... Hey, I miss that. Josh being as good as he is to his health. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that has helped. I, I think Josh is Reggie replacement. Dorian is a 3-4-5 defender. That Defensively, I agree with you. Definitely, yeah, I agree with that you. Ain't, that, ain't, that ain't Josh's men. I'm an offensively, like, it's a different look offensively in that spot. But defensively, yeah, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely I, correct. I've come, mm-hmm. to reali- I've come to realize we're not going to be a real team until we replace Dorian. Like, we're not, we're not. And Justin Holiday can help, but we need yeah. one more. We're, we're gonna, you know what I mean? Like we, we, we need, we need the power. The like, I need somebody that can play, that can start every night at the four. And if they get switched on a big, not even like, like you're talking about Jonathan Isaac, by the way. Just saying. I know, but I'm saying, like, bro, uh, Josh was getting put in the fucking basket by MPJ, like. Ugh. Tell me when that shit happened to Dorian. Like, what the fuck? I know he's tall. Yeah, Dorian locking that up. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, like, yeah, it's different if he hitting threes, but no, he's getting put in the basket. It's like, oh, 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 yeah. Cause I, you know, I'm I, I do I do think Josh overall is a better basketball player than Dorian right now, but they do two different things. We, I, and I, even as someone that appreciates Dorian, I think me and you both, that's our lane, but I didn't realize like, yeah, he was really important to the rim protection, but just because like you couldn't, he would, you, you could score over him. I'm not about to sit here and act like Dorian Finney Smith was dominating the paint, but it was just different in comparison to everybody else that we have. And, uh, Justin Holiday is solid. Josh is solid. Reggie is Reggie. But they just do different things with our whole switch and scram defense. Like, if they get on a big man, that shit is not going to work out. And when it was Dorian down there, we we had a fighting chance. And, you know, I'm still pretty, I guess, bullish on the team. But we, that's like... We need a five, a four and a five. Does that make sense? Like, I, yeah, I yeah. Like, we need one more guy defensively, definitely. But Maxi is like, I I'm not banking on him him making us like a top ten, even on a top fifteen defense or anything like that. I'm not banking on that. But um, I think he'll help there just as a bigger body because that's what we really need right now, a bigger body. Because the center rotation we're throwing out there is like offensively they give you different looks but defensively they're essentially it's the same thing bro you're not really um offering any resistance at least maxi like i said if depending on how he looks um you know if he's okay to move 
he's a guy where he can, you know, obviously in the paint, he's very strong and he can switch. So we'll see. When Wood started, what teams did we play? I know they were shitty teams. Rockets, we played the Rock. Well, I think we uh, no, played the Spurs once. The Rockets, Rockets the Lakers when they had Thomas Bryant out there. There was nobody that could pressure the rim, really. Um. If memory serves me, I mean, I guess LeBron. LeBron, yeah, but LeBron was fighting for his life. LeBron was playing fucking center. Oh yeah, yeah, it was just bad for him then. Um. I'm trying to, I mean, I could... The um, point I'm trying to bring mm-hmm. up with that is that that's why that defensive... Some people are like, oh, he's not playing defense because he got moved to the base. No, that shit was fake because we didn't play people that could put rim pressure. Like, we weren't playing teams that could get to the paint consistently. We weren't playing good teams, so it, it that's why that stretch looked different than what it is. And Because, like, now that we're playing teams that have athletes that can really put rim pressure on it. It's like, bro, he, I'll be honest, he be, he be, he's been in the right spot a couple times and that shit has not mattered. They just going straight through him. Bucket. I'm like, damn, that was actually good. He made his rotation that time and it just, just didn't matter. Him and Dwight, it's just, they, yeah. they, they in the way and that shit does not matter right now. Yeah, and that's the problem at the center spot. Why? I mean, play out. Okay, so here's the thing I think about center spots. For the center spot in the playoffs, I think the ideal center that you need is going to be one that could switch and guard the paint. And as we can see, there's very few of that, few of those in the league. In the regular season, though, obviously those guys are valuable too. But another archetype of center that's very valuable is like those rim protectors. And I'm not talking about like shot blockers, not just shot blockers. I'm talking about the real rim and paint protectors. Like those are the guys that really hold it down, especially in the regular season. And we just we don't have one. Even with Maxi, Maxi's not like Maxi's better at like weak side protection and like real rim protection. And um he offers paint protection, but it's not. It's he's not big enough to. He might be six ten. I'm talking about the real seven footers, like a, you know, real, thinking about Walker Kessler because he's been so great, you know, recently and pretty much the entire year. But like a, those type of centers, and you made the tweet too. Yeah, those guys are in the second round. That's what I was talking about. We need one of them second round centers, um, that could just hold it down. And I think that, you know, that type of center, that's the future. I mean, we can't get that right now i don't know why people i, I see people still kind of holding out hope that nerlens noah's gonna get bought out he's not getting bought out he's not getting bought um, out he ain't saving yeah. us anyway if he did yeah he's not coming back here after especially after he just fucking lost a lawsuit to, <laughs> to the Mavs. i would not come back here that's embarrassing so um yeah so that's just not gonna happen and he's not saving us too so um yeah i just think um yeah, like I said, we need something else defensively, which is why I'm not like, um, which is why I thought if we did something on the trade deadline, I would have been much more higher on the team. But I'm, you know, keeping a level head about us. But I don't, I still think we're better than we were. It's just that we. Oh, if we didn't make this trade, if we didn't make any trades, or we just made like a small, oh, my bad. If we just made like a small incremental move, I actually think the play in was. Realistic. Yeah, yeah. 
So, um, and I mean, the plane still might be maybe a little, but I think we will be a top. I see people, um, some people say in the top six are going to be the top six, just the orders, you know, going to be whatever. And I see some people saying that, oh, we might fall into the plane. I see some people rank us in the plane, and I'm like, okay, um, who's jumping us? Because here's the thing, even if you are debating if we're better than the teams, like, above us, um... I don't think the Wolves are better than us. No. I don't, despite what people are talking about, you, I don't think the Lakers are better than us. Do you mean the Wolves that just lost to Charlotte last night? Exactly. I don't think they're better than us. I don't think the um, Lakers are better than us. I, and I don't think, um, who else? The Warriors, Steph's uh, not back. They, I don't think they're better than us right now. I, I, I actually think we're going to go on a run. I mean, I named the last. I think uh, our schedule. That's that's why I'm so optimistic because yeah. our schedule is not bad. And I think we can overwhelm these teams. Yeah. Like even if it's a shootout, they're not out shooting us. Like yeah. these teams that we're playing. Like I looked at our schedule, and it's not just that we play the easiest schedule. Like when we play some of the good teams, they're on a back to back, and we had like two and three days. We had two days rest. So when you dig into it, we're we're going to be lying to ourselves. But I'm actually, if we don't play better defense, I think we're going to go on a good run. Just we're going to overwhelm teams offensively. Like, you know, the national media going to get behind us. Like, I did ask, think we going, I think we got, what, 21 games left? Something like that? Yeah, 21. Like, dead ass. They might go 17 and 4 or 16 and 5 move up to the third or fourth seed, people going to be lying to themselves. But we still may lose in the first round if we don't play better defense. I actually think that's on the table. But the regular season, yeah, that shit's like, – we're just – bro, I don't know how you stop them. I don't, I don't even know how you – and the, the thing is, I guess because we can – this goes into talking about the Spurs game. It's just like Kyrie gives the others a different energy. Like Tim has been, Tim has been. I got my money, Tim. Ever since Kyrie showed up, his rhythm is better. Like I didn't realize Tim needs to play with pace. I didn't know Tim was better with pace. Uh, that was not on my. I feel like we just been watching Tim play one way with one guy. Yeah, and it's because he's good. Tim is a good half court player. This is when he's playing with Luca, at least. Yeah. Like the off ball metrics have him really hot. Like as much as Tim is like a. I saw to watch at times, and it's really bad at times when he's going through his slumps. Yeah. When he's just average, not even on a heater. When he's just average, his ad, like stats, advanced stats look good just because um he has off ball gravity. He has off ball gravity. Yeah. Um, not just with shooting gravity, but like when he's moving off screens and stuff, like the defenses are following him because he's a guy where he's like, you can't leave Tim butt naked. Exactly. No one's leaving Tim, and even if you leave him, the ball's swimming to him. He's putting up the shot. He's like either putting up the shot, or he's going to maybe try to drive and get. Like Tim has been going to the free throw. Like I need to check his free throw rate to see. Um. Um. In Dallas, at least his free throw rate in Dallas. This feels to me like this. His free throw rate is probably the highest of his Dallas. I'm going to see if I'm right on that because Tim has been going to the line a lot this year. Um, that's one thing about him too. Um, he adds. Um, you know, last week we talked about um, our fall rate, how we get calls, even though we think we don't. Um, Tim is a part of that too. We Tim is going on, so I'll check on that. But yeah, um, Tim 
the stats liked him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the point. It, it is funny because, like, <laughs> we've all tried to throw Tim in the ocean uh, at different points of the season. I know I have, but some people like. Oh, I have too, but yeah, I still but some, express my love for him. Yeah, but I some, want him some, people, some people go overboard with it. And I've noticed, like, like you said, there are so many, like, off on. Bro, look at Lucas off on stats when Tim play versus when he don't play. Like, bro, Tim is a Luca amplifier in a way that I, I'll be honest, I like Tim. I do. And I feel like he gets kind of unfairly hated on, even when I want to throw him in the ocean. But, like, the numbers, it's funny. When, whenever there's some number that shows Christian Wood actually can play defense, which all that shit's fake in my opinion, I, I'm going to address that one that made his circles uh, a couple days ago because it's, like, so intellectually dishonest. But, like... People post those, but every single metric shows this team is better defensively, offensively, every way. It don't matter who he plays with. Luca, Kyrie, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's it don't matter who's on the court with Tim. If Tim's on the court with them, that that lineup is usually better than when it's somebody else. Even other dudes that like shoot better offensively perform and it's like tim gets no credit no love for that and people try to clean it up well if he's not playing then steel pinson no 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 matter what who he plays with no matter what lineup is out there when tim is out there the team is better and we just got to accept it i'll be honest i didn't think he was that important especially after what happened last year but this year yeah, man. And I also think he this is the best defense he's played in his career. Do you agree that well, this is the best defense he's played as a Maverick. I'm not about to sit here and act like I've been watching Tim outside of Michigan since he's been at the University of Michigan until he, he showed up to Dallas. This is the best defense of his Maverick career. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, so yeah, I I he's important and like I was saying Kyrie, he just played, he looks different. His energy looks different when he out there with Kyrie. It, it just does. Am I crazy? Am I just I think it's because Tim is like a confident guy, right? He's like a guy that, he likes auras, if that makes sense. And I don't even, I don't even know if it makes sense, but that's just how I feel, right? Yeah. So we get a guy like Kyrie, who Kyrie at the end of the day brings a different aura because he's very good. You know he's very good. He knows he's very good. Everyone knows he's very good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's you know it's not a d- debate. So and then Tim, I think gets to kind of comfortably slot in as like a like Tim thinks he's probably the third guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the and I, I think mean, that's better for Tim than thinking he's the second guy because I, mean, I think is, is he is he? Here's the thing. Here, here's here's where I'm going this because. During the early years of his Maverick career, Tim was our third guy. Yeah. It was Luca, Porzingis, and Tim. And even his father said, you know, things similar like Tim's the third. His father even said, yeah, Tim's the third guy because and Tim was averaging like sixteen. So it's not like he was he was averaging nine points, but he was averaging sixteen. So Tim was our third guy. And then right now we're in a we've been in a weird spot with where 
Spencer Dinwiddie versus Tim Tim probably, like, you know, Spencer's probably the second guy, like, you know, we say it, oh yeah, Spencer's the second option, he's averaging more points, whatever, whatever, but, like, Tim probably think he's better than Spencer, <laughs> like, like, the king of the bug, like, let's just get serious, you know, he's probably thinking better than Spencer, so, um, you know, that, I think that affects play a little bit, even though, um, it shouldn't, but there might be a psychological thing there. I don't know, but right now there's we're back to no more disputes. Um, <laughs> this, this, you know? Yeah, I uh, I see it on the court, but the reason why I said it, I watched a practice interview, uh, and I watched a practice interview. I guess they practiced yesterday, and like they asked Tim what it was like with Kyrie, and like his fucking eyes lit up. Like his body language changed. I'm just like, damn. Like he really enjoys that dude being here. And like Kyrie and Tim, I guess are like they're the same age. They're peers. It, it something I don't think the we as fans realize as good as Luke is. He's still a 23 year old kid from Europe. And some of the him being the leader or being one of the best players, it feels different than someone you view as your age. And frankly, Kyrie's resume, like he's a champion. He's done a lot. He's Uncle Drew. And I just think certain players are just going to respond to him in a different way positively than they will, Luca. And not saying that there's anything wrong with that because Luca's fucking 23. Like, what? Because Luca's so good, sometimes I think we forget like a 23 year old ain't supposed to lead the team. You know what I'm saying? Even LeBron wasn't. You, you know, if that's the standard for a young player coming in and dominating, like, he had his issues with it, right? He had to go to Miami to let somebody, to join somebody else's team. Because he, I don't think he was up for that challenge. So, I, I think Kyrie being here, while he's here, while he's on his best behavior, I, I it, there's benefits to it that I didn't realize were going to outside of him just being good at basketball that I didn't appreciate until I watch interviews and I see the guys like their eyes light up when they talk about that man. They do. And and also the pace, the pace helps as well. Oh, the pace helps so much. And so to your point, I mean, you're already seeing like, uh, you know, in the Justin holidays and in, in his, you know, presser, they asked him, yeah, you, you had a good game. He had a great game, by the way. Um, in his debut, he he was doing everything like we hoped he he would do, and that's the, that's a trick. The scary part, but also the good part. Scary in the sense that I have to remind myself he's not going to do this every game, so I can't like expect that from him, and it would be unfair to do that. But it's good in the sense that you immediately see proof of concept to what you were you know theorizing. Like immediately, you know, came into fruition. He was hitting shots, efficient, you know, and he was hitting um a good variety of shots like. He had a movement three. I think that was like his first shot, and then he was hitting his spot ups in the corner. So it's like okay. Yeah, they, ran, see, a, um, they ran. They ran a pin down for him. They ran a pin down for him, and yeah. he hit that, and he hit it. So yeah. and that, mm-hmm, and that's encouraging because you're like, okay, I can still want to play like that. You know, if the offense gets stagnant, hey, let's run a pin down for Justin and get him a shot, and he could deliver like you. And that's where um uh offensively he could help too because you know Dorian. I mean. Josh is a different look for Dorian, but Justin Holiday is more of what Dorian was offensively. You know what I mean? So we get some of that back. Um, with 
a hint of him actually being able to hit movement three. Dorian can't do that. Um, so that's good, and he was disruptive defensively. He was, okay. and that's one thing we miss defensively. So he, him playing would be a good thing too, especially if we're playing small because we need to use our speed. If we're gonna play small, we have to use our speed. This is where Luke has to really um, like the pace. I like the pace change up when he's out of the game, but in the game he also has to um, you know, we have to have that balance um because we're gonna need to be disruptive defensively to even have a shot too. Um, so I like that he can get deflections and steals and stuff like that. Um, so with that being said, um, I think um, what were you we saying before Justin Holiday? We were talking about. I don't know. I talked so much. I'll be forgetting what I was talking about, bro. <laughs> That's okay. But um, yeah, the point is, um, Justin Holiday's great. Um, so we hope he can um help out a little bit. With our defense, yeah, he. Uh, I think he'll. I think he'll help. Um, I. I just, man, we need. We need some size and some athleticism. I do have a question for you, though. Do you think when Maxi get back? Because if you look at like the lineup data, people can get their feelings about it. People can get mad about Christian Wood and other players that don't play. Blah, blah, blah. Asura, asura. If you look at like the lineup data, the coaching staff generally goes by the lineups that work the best. So if you look at like the, I guess, lineups we've ran out there, the five-man units that have been good offensively and defensively, that Maxi and Christian Wood little lineup, like that shit, that shit has some juice. Now, I know I got to go look and see against who they played. I got to make sure it went against fake teams, but that's the the only lineup with Christian Wood in it that is like overwhelmingly positive. That's a big minute lineup is when Maxie was next to him. Like that shit cooked. It cooked both on both ends. It, and I, I think it will cook in this, like, I think if you, Okay, so here I'm. I'm assuming if we think about a lineup where or best lineup with that combination, you're probably thinking Luca, Kyrie, Josh, Maxine yeah. Wood, right? Yeah. Mhm. And I'm intrigued with that lineup too because it gives you size, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, Josh, he, you know, he's very strong, but he's still six five too. Yeah. And we talked about him like he can body up, but we talked about him, you know, switching into the post and it could get a little hairy. But with Wood and Maxi, if Wood is locked in, you know, offensively, that's a lineup that can work because Maxi is essentially like a floor spacing four. Um, or you can even play him at the five, have Wood be the floor spacing four, or have Wood play the, you know, five man on offense. Like that combination works. Defensively is where, um, you know, you'd need Wood to stay engaged because, um, at least at the five, it's a different type of engagement versus him at the four, defensively. And they, you know, result in different things. Like him at the five is usually, um, depending on the, the scheme, is usually if it's drop coverage, I mean, he was getting his face burned off in the drop coverage. Um, Man, you put him in a pick and... Open mass three. He was getting his face burned off. Um, yeah. But... 
But even with the, um, if he's defending a drive, um, you know, sometimes he could, you know, sometimes he could get in the right position and, like, deter it or get a block, right? Um, but that's usually him playing the five. Like I said, playing the four requires him to keep track of his man. <laughs> that's one. Um, and no rotations. And the rotations part is where it gets tricky with him. Which is why sometimes this the switch um or this yeah the switching scheme that's I know sometimes people say oh why don't we just switch with wood um no I'm, and, I'm I'm one of those people yeah and theoretically yes it works but it's not like he's perfect in that scheme because the rotations aren't crisp we don't have crisp rotate like last year we still have crisp app like last year when we switched especially when we went small with Dorian at the five our rotations were so crisp. It was so crisp. The old real issue last year was that we didn't have a, um, we couldn't get rebounds. So we couldn't finish off defensive positions. And that one viral clip, clip, you know that clip in the Sun series where Kid is like coaching, blah, blah. that was great defense, but the clip cuts off right before we lost that possession. Ben Johnson got an offensive rebound and scored after all that. So like, that's what I'm saying. That was, a, that was like a real problem. We couldn't get boards. Um, but, um, my point is that, um, yeah, last year rotations were just on a different level. This year we don't have that same yeah, kind of are. Christmas and togetherness. So that's why I'm saying the scheme is just all bad. And, like, per- perimeter defenders are bad. The centers are bad. Because it's not all the – because at some points I was feeling bad for Wood a little bit because Luca was not, like, helping him out, bro. Luca was getting no, blown no, by and leaving no, Wood out to no, dry, bro. Yeah, yeah. This is why I don't even want to – like he was, he made it. Like he didn't get lost, man. He was just, he just fucking two fifteen and was getting set up for failure. Like I'm not. He made his rotations and it just didn't matter. Yeah, and he was just playing dropping can. Like that's the one thing. Don't play me. He don't know how to play drop, bro. There's only not few. Like there's not every big can play drop, bro. That's all I'm saying. Not every big can play drop. Yeah, it it. That's something I gotta figure out, but I I wonder if they like trying to save it for the playoffs or because I think we're gonna see that. I'm gonna say this: if we're a real team at all, if we go past the second round, I think that lineup is the lineup. I, because I look at it, what do we struggle with? Giving up rebounds. Uh, you look at the teams we could potentially match up with: uh, Denver. Um, shit memphis like those are all shit teams doing like low-key you could hide wood on stephen adams or fucking jaron jackson jr like jaron jackson jr score but he don't score like that and i i just i actually think that's gonna be a lineup i I think that's the lineup to get to the money because i think like i'm not about to lie to myself about the defender wood is but I think that's the lineup to where even if he's not the best defender, he the man grab rebounds. Like that is a stat that holds up. The eye test meets it. Wood grabs his rebounds. So if you got him and Luca out there, I don't think we're giving up too many offensive rebounds. If he if you got Maxi out there, Maxi's not a good rebounder, but at least he blocked his man out, right? And you know, even Kyrie, like low key, Kyrie is quietly a pretty solid rebounder. Yeah, he and that's one thing that people that Dinwiddie is a terrible rebounder. 
He's a terrible rebounder. Yeah, he yeah, he's he never in good position, and he does not box out. He does not box out. So, and that's the one thing we have a boxing out problem. That's another thing about Luca. As much as he gets rebounds, Luca does not box out sometimes. So sometimes his guy like will just go in for an offensive rebound, and yeah, he's just a, like aloof. It just pisses me off because I've seen him do it great. I've seen him do it. I've seen him yeah. box out. He puts a body on his man. I've seen him do it. He'll go in amongst the trees and grab his rebounds. I've seen him do it. And then I then I watch him just not do it. It's that's the thing with Luca and everything. Like, that's the thing that makes you so angry because it's like there's some shit Luca just is never gonna be able to do because of his athleticism. But then you but you we get so I personally get so angry with him. It's like, bro, I seen you do this shit. That's how I know you're not doing it now. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's just laziness, and here's one thing, I'm not expecting him to, and not even just, I mean, some guys do it, it's just some guys, like, for example, Giannis, just as a high, high motor, he's gonna play hard every possession, but, like, I'm not saying you gotta do it for all possessions, all 82, all, like, fine, but at the same time, if you're gonna be in the paint, especially because you sinking off your man to be in the paint to get that rebound anyway, right. Why would you not, <laughs> you know, get your body ready to box out to grab said rebound? Like you're looking at it, staring at it, like you're expecting it to get into your hands. And like you said, sometimes he get, gets in his back. Like I've seen Luca grab them big boy rebounds. Like, um, so at the end of the day, I'm just saying team effort collectively. And I think our overall point was that we still need one more guy defensively. Um, to make the defense really work, and Max, even with Maxi coming back, we would still be looking for an additional piece. So no, I, the team is not complete, you know, by any means. And I think we all can acknowledge at this point, because I think yeah, the def- I think at this, I think the defense is worse than anybody than could have anticipated. I think everyone knew the defense would have gotten worse, but I think it's a little bit more bad than people thought, which is yeah. why we see some of the reactions. Yeah, and, I, and this is where I, that's why it's so weird to me to see people like, see, Dorian Finney-Smith is shooting four for 15 on threes. Luca made him, and it's like, bruh. I mean, that's the our defense right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, seriously, it's terrible. As soon as Dorian got back, the defense went to respectable. As soon as he got back from those missing those 20 games, we went locked down, but he went to respectable, right? He gets traded, and it literally falls off a fucking cliff. And I don't know, man. It's just, it's so weird. It's weird that, because this shit is measurable. This ain't, the, it, the eye test fits it too. And I think because, like, some people only understand defense within the context of do you guard that guy in front of you? Does he break you down off the dribble? And it's like, dog, this it's it's so much deeper than that. And yeah, we just we need that dirty work switchable guy who can guard three through five. And that's low key. There ain't that many of those fucking dudes in the league. Don't no, they're not. And do teams are keeping like that's why I'm like we need to find them in the draft. Teams are keeping those guys. Like those guys. Like we just saw one traded in, um, you know, Yaka Pertle, but he's about to get a cute little coin for his services this off season. 
Probably not as I don't know if he's gonna touch that twenty million he's looking for, no. but shit, the game he just had, if he's keeping it up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Thirty know. and twelve with blocks and like obviously I don't think he's gonna keep that up, but you know what I mean? Like No, no, he I don't think he's gonna keep that up, but like they winning. Exactly. As soon exactly. As, he, as soon as he showed up, they've been mid. We talk about if what are they, they doing? Make some noise like saying the plan or something like that. And he's like a direct reason. He's getting his twenty million dollars like he like he wants. So we'll watch that. But but my whole point to that is that um those types of bigs that I'm talking about, like Claxton just broke out as a DPOY. He's on a value contract right now. Nets aren't trading him, and if they're trading him, they're looking for a good haul for him at well, this point. Well, 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 yes or no? I mean, he's looked. Different with well, no, the only reason is contract. He is a free. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, he, but he's smart for signing that deal, right? Because yeah. he he'll be by that time we're projecting that the TV money's gonna kick in, so he's gonna get his coin. Yeah. Um, but my point is, um, whether that be from the Nets or somebody else, I don't know. But he's a BPOY type of player yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. and you know you're not throwing him away. That's my point. Oh no, you know. Yeah, so teams are. Teams are keeping these guys, so like it's not like you can get them for cheap, like previously. Like you know how Wizards stole Gafford. I'm not saying Gafford's perfect; he's not a perfect player, but they got um, him off the trash heap. They got him off, yeah, for nothing from Chicago. So I, I, I don't even was it. Was I think it was like Troy Brown Jr. in a second, in a second, or yeah, it was something I don't like even, that. So. I, it was it was something absurd. Yeah, it was like nothing. And I was I remember being shocked because Gafford was it wasn't like he was bad for Chicago. Oh, it was just like yeah. Chicago was horrible. Like Chicago was just a mess at the time and they yeah. were getting out guys. They were like yeah. they needed to blow the team up, so And I don't know why I went down this rabbit hole, but I actually went and looked at the first that uh Cleveland traded to get Jared Allen. It was fucking Milwaukee's first. It wasn't yep. like Yes. Yep. <laughs> it was yep. Milwaukee. It was Milwaukee's first. It was the twenty eighth fucking pick. It was the twenty eighth pick, bro. It wasn't even a good first. It wasn't a real. I mean, that's a real first, but bro, it was the twenty eighth pick. Like it was some bullshit. I'm sorry. Please continue. I don't even remember what I was talking about. No, but we were just saying how teams are keeping these guys, so it's yeah. it's, it's hard to find them, the guys that you really need, which is why you need to be patient. And um, at least try to get supplements. So, like I said, Maxi coming back is a good reinforcement, right? Because he's an ideal playoff big, right? Mm. But um, we're having issues with, um, one, he, he can't cover for everything. Because while he is an ideal playoff big, we have a lot of holes. We still have holes on the perimeter, I feel like. Um, two, because like I said, Justin Holiday. Oh, and another thing I was going to challenge you about. You were talking about your lineup, how that would maxi lineup with Josh and Kyrie and Luca mm-hmm. would be the lineup if we go far. That would be well, driving force. What well, about I have I have a challenge. What about Luca, Kyrie, Josh, Holiday, and Maxi? I can see that. I can see that because it, it's it's. I think it's going to be matchup dependent, right? Like I think if we played a, a Denver, if we played a Maybe the Nets, you got to roll that Maxi Wood lineup out there. But if we play the, uh, and I, I say Memphis, 
But then again, if we play, we're the Warriors. I'm not putting that Max yeah, Wood yeah, lineup yeah, out that, there. They they can't play. They can't they can't play yeah. against the Warriors. They what what else? Who else could they not play? Would you play them against the Clippers? I wouldn't play them against I, the Clippers. The Clippers play pretty small. I was too. about to say I don't think the Clippers are gonna play big enough to keep yeah. to keep them out. I think Wood's gonna ride. I actually, I think because he hasn't been good against the Clippers this he's year. Been, he's been by my memory, yeah. Because he doesn't match up well with. He any. doesn't match up well with any, yeah. Yeah, if they take Zubac out or they don't play Plumley, he is not putting any of their wings in the basket. So yeah. it's not a matchup on that end and. He's not good enough beating them feet to guard their wings on the other end. So, I mean, maybe if they play, he guard Westbrook, maybe. I, we, cross uh, that, yeah. we, we, we cross that bridge when we get there. But. Ooh, I have a fun question. This might devolve, and I don't know how chaotic you want to get in the pot. But um, as it stands with our team, who would you rather play in the – because honestly, it's looking like in the first round – we are either going to play the teams directly above us in we're either playing the Kings, the Clippers, or the Suns, right? Give me them Kings. No, no, no take, I'm about to take out the Kings because I knew you were going to say the Kings. <laughs> so we're taking out the Kings. Be, that's, I think that's just too easy. And I think everybody in the top, I think everyone in the top six wants to play the Kings. Like, I think Kings have their respect, but at the same time, no one, you know, everyone thinks they could beat them at the end of the day. It's just they're a bad defensive team. Exactly. And that's going to, I think Sabonis' defensive flaws are going to be uh, heightened. I think it's going to be heightened. Heightened mm-hmm. in the playoffs. But the other thing is, like, they ain't made the playoffs in so long. It really is going to be some dead ass, be some we happy to be here shit. Yeah. They, and then when you're really scheming for them, I think the offense, while it's potent, I think really scheming for them, you could you could kind of shut something yeah, down. Yeah. And then you're, you're counting on, you know, at, Buttholes get tight in the playoffs, so they got exactly, exactly. They, they got some dudes that are producing that have not shown it. Like you, you trust Malik Monk to hold up in the playoffs when they, when that pressure ramp up. Like that, that's mm-hmm. that's not stuff I personally would feel comfortable with. And I, I just think there's going to be some. We are happy to be here. Energy because they don't got no pressure. They as soon as that X gets put by their name, especially if they get a home court playoff series. Ooh, if they get a home court playoff, and I kind of hope they do because I, not against us, not against us, obviously, but like I hope they do because that crowd, they they crowd, they're, they're crowd has been amazing like all year. Yeah, all year. yeah. like I'm, I'm going to say it. if they if they they ran into the fucking Clippers, the Clippers might go home, bro. If the Clippers fall to six, I don't think yeah. they. I don't think they got no answers for Phoenix. But okay, I so I don't think they would beat us either. But oh, okay. So here's my question. I was gonna say, who would you rather a first round series, uh, Clippers or um, Suns? Give me the Clippers. Clippers, yeah, I, I'd pick the Clippers too. Give me, give me the Clippers. I know Kawhi is a robot, but. I, just, Kawhi, I don't. I don't think we're gonna be able to guard Kawhi. He's just because at the end of the day, Josh was doing a good job, but at the end of the day, Kawhi torched in the second half, kind of like yeah, he well, ran yeah, off yeah. all the way, like he got locked in, especially in a playoff setting, locked in Kawhi. Yeah, we're just not gonna be able to guard that. Paul George, we can guard. I think. Yeah. I think we can guard Paul George, yeah, right? You, yeah, Westbrook guards himself at points. Exactly, and then mm-hmm. if you're gonna keep Norm out there. Like Buddy Luca's gonna put him in the basket, mm-hmm. and, and then and then Zubac, you know, Luca gonna pick on Zubac so he can't play. Exactly, and 
I just, I don't really respect the rest of them dudes. I don't. I, I really don't. Um, I, I'd be worried about Kawhi, but we got fucking Luka and Kyrie, and Dude, I don't think Kyrie's a good matchup for them too. Like as much as they have, like Clippers struggle with small guards sometimes. Like Fox was getting anywhere he, Fox was going anywhere he wanted. Like Kawhi made some good defensive plays on NES, but for the most part, Fox Fox scored forty two. Fox got anywhere he wanted to go. They, they, I think it would be the same thing with Kyrie. Them two dudes have lost the stuff. Mm-hmm. Kawhi, Kawhi mm-hmm. and Paul George do not have the the juice they used to have. So. If you got some juice, and then I I will say, like, we talking about Kawhi Leonard and we talking about fucking De'Aaron Fox. Ain't nobody getting it. Who's guarded De'Aaron Fox well this year? That's true. I'm not going to lie because we, we saw him. We saw what he did to us. Cause yeah, he, yeah. And it's always in the clutch. I respect that he got that clutch award locked up. He, yeah, he has that locked like, up. Like, he like, walks hey, teams hey. down. Yeah, at some point, we just got to He's just leveled up, and he's just that guy now. Yeah, he is. I, I, low key. They would beat the Clippers. Oh, yeah, I'd like to see it, though. But honestly, <laughs> they would beat the Clippers. I would, yeah. I'd bet money on it. I don't... It, it, it wouldn't be a situation where I'd be very confident, but I would... It's worth the... the if I lost my $100 betting that the Kings would beat the Clippers, I wouldn't feel bad. I, I probably would, but I think they got a really good shot. I really would. I like that matchup for them. I don't like, I wouldn't, if I was a Kings fan, I wouldn't want to play us and I wouldn't want to play the the Suns. I don't think that would work out for them. I don't. But yeah. you've been trying to ask me, who do I want to play? And then, yeah, I'm going with the Clippers. Who do you want to play? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go, to, go with the Clippers too, just because, like I said, um, I think Kyrie would be a good like he'd get his game off he'd get his game off definitely yeah. and um i think like you said tim is like now because here's the thing with tim tim was playing real well right until he wasn't and why would like everyone always brings up oh look at his games three the blah 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 numbers no one talks about the context behind that what happened in those games why he started to play poorly Clippers put Kawhi on him. <laughs> Kawhi started to guard Tim because they said Tim was a problem. They put Kawhi on Tim. Not only did they put Kawhi on him, but he was lightweight face guard. Exactly. He was like, bro, you're not getting a fucking ball no more, Timmy. Dwayne, that's right. Exactly. So we can clown, and you know, Tim didn't take it. We could clown him all we want for not, you know, stepping up when we really needed him, like just showing up for the first two games. But they adjusted on him because he was so, you know, lethal. And they were able to do that because Chris Stops wasn't doing anything. (laughs) Kawhi was on Chris Stops first. Yeah. And they realized he wasn't doing anything, and we were using him as a booker or whatever. So they said, okay, we'll put Paul George And now we could put Kawhi on Tim, and then we never heard from Tim again until they put Kawhi on Luca in game six. And then Tim, I, I'm pretty sure Tim had a good game six. Yeah. <laughs> or, I think he still shot poorly, but his point total, like, yeah, he got- like went, went yeah. up. Girl, you got a good memory because that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, like, listen, I'm telling you, like, I have, I have a good memory, but like, um, and I remember I watched this. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I was there. I watched it. So like, 
that's the events that happen. So we can throw out numbers, but the context, we got to talk context matters. I mean, um, he really only had, he had a slow game three. He had a really bad game four, but he had 20 and 23 games, five and six, and then he only had 11 games, seven. But I, I'm sorry, like, he's Tim fucking Hardaway. We shouldn't have been counting on him to be second best player. Exactly. I will say when, in the summertime, when Dalton was trying to fucking compare him and Spencer. Dude, do you know how fucking nasty Spencer Dinwiddie's playoffs was about to be if that trade didn't happen? Oh my god. they, they We were gonna run that man out of town. Oh, it would have been so oh, nasty. It would have been crazy. I know. It would have been crazy. So we spared him for that. Yeah. But my point um, with the, the um with the whole Tim thing is that if Kyrie like I said, Kyrie's going going to be that number two. So Tim comfortably like there are so much so many defenders. Yeah, you know, I mean if Kawhi and Paul George at some point is is getting um caught up regarding, you know, um Luca and Kyrie, who's who's guarding the team? Is it Norm Powell? I mean Batum is there. So you know, you have a Batum, but like with the matchup hunting and all that that's going on and what we're running, like it's that's why these matchups, primary defenders, like some of those things don't exist if you don't want it to exist. You know what I mean? Like you can run your actions to get defenders off. Now sometimes it solves your offense. So that's the trade off when you're looking for a matchup the whole game. Um you can stall your offense and sometimes you see that um like when it when Kyrie wasn't here, that's why sometimes the offense looks so miserable because it was essentially all game. We're trying to get a mismatch between Luca and Spencer because they both like played that way. Yeah. You know, Kyrie doesn't really play, play that way. <laughs> the whole mismatch. Kyrie just like like is either he's doing his off ball, um, you know, sets running his off, you know, coming off pin downs or screening or whatever, or he's just. I saw what is in front of him. <laughs> like, he's not even trying to get a better matchup. Pick and roll. He's not even picking rolls. Like, he do pick and rolls, and um, in his pick and rolls, he's looking to really pass to the big. And his passes are different from Luca's passes in the pick. You know, Luca's preferred pass in the pick and roll is the lob, right? Um, but Kyrie's is like a he'll do a variety of like bounce passes or um, maybe a lot of different passes to the bigs. Um, in those dump off situations. But my point is, he's mainly like, um, or he'll get into his ISO with whoever's in front of him. So it's like a different variety of stuff. Oof. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean uh-huh. to uh, woo on the on the mic. <laughs> I just I want I was like, man, let me see how much tickets are for the game tomorrow. Bruh. Uh, yeah, they're they're expensive. Bruh, it is two <laughs> it is two hundred and nineteen dollars to sit with your back up against the wall. Damn. That that is the highest ticket I have ever seen, including when we were in the fucking finals. Bro. Yes, Bron and Luke and Kyrie with AD. Yeah, that's a star studded game. That's a star studded game. It is. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you. I think I'm about to pay it. I wanna go. I, yeah, go ahead. I think, I've I've never seen LeBron in person. Oh, you should definitely go. You yeah, he's go been ahead. in the league twenty years and I've never seen him play in person. I I think it's time. I think it's time. Um, man, yeah, I, I I will say this, like, well, I mean, we can get up out of here after this because we back to rambling, but when it comes to just Tim and then some of the other others, like, if you even look at in Brooklyn, like, Utah Watanabe, um, you look at some of those, like, role players that never did shit, 
And when they played with Kyrie, they literally went nuclear. nuclear. And I think that's, I never viewed Kyrie that way. I got to be honest. I always was a Kyrie fan as far as a basketball player. But I didn't realize like how he made other people better because KD is great, but KD, KD playmaking is a relative, relatively new thing and it's different the way Kyrie does does it if that makes sense like Kyrie moves and it, it I think he's doing it more here just to make his teammates do to ingratiate himself to his teammates like he's swinging that bitch as soon as he get it like he's been open for threes and he is passing that bitch to the corner without hesitation and I do think that's helping with the Reggie Bullock and the Tim Hardaway Jr. that's why one of the reasons why Tim is leveling up and even uh what's my man justin holiday i think same thing and i didn't realize how good he was at like making his teammates better until now and my big takeaway the reason why we were good well one of the reasons why we were good when jalen brunson was here was because when luca left the court we we weren't as good as when luca was on the court but we still were above average like the net rating didn't go on the hole like we were just, we just went from being really, really good to just solid. And that's been a thing since Jalen Brunson was here basically the whole time. And then when Jalen Brunson left and you had Spencer Dinwiddie and, and trying to do, and you think about it, Spencer Dinwiddie had cute stats. He had Christian Wood on that second unit, but why was the offense the worst offense in the league? When those it was horrible, bro. It was no. horrible. Well, and when I say it's the worst offense in the league, that's not my opinion. Like when Luca lead, when Luca is off the court for the Mavericks, it, we have the worst offense in the league statistically. And that was not a thing until this year. And now that Kyrie is here, it's like, bro, they beat the shit out of the Spurs. Like it was, it was, it was so. It was like, oh, I forgot what this was like. I forgot what it was like for a team to look good with Luca not being on the court. I forgot what it was like to put a team away. Cause that was the thing I really, really missed about Jalen, man, Jalen and Spencer, they had such good chemistry. You allowed Spencer to do what he was good at Jalen to do what he was good at. And they used to run, they used to run the fucking score up. They would push leads or they yep. would. You think it's a great point. Cause there's a huge contrast between last year, the beginning of the fourth quarter minutes yeah. What we were experiencing this season before the trade, beginning of the fourth quarter minutes to the point where they started playing Luca full second halves because yeah. they, we couldn't survive the beginning of the fourth. Yeah. And now we're back to the beginning of the fourth quarter minutes yeah. again. So yeah, I spot on with that too. Yeah, it's like, fam, if if it's a bad team, Luca may not come. Luca's going to, I, I have a predict, Luca's going to lose the scoring title because we're going to be. I think so too. We're going to be beating the shit out of teams so bad if we keep this rotation pattern. He's just not going to play fourth quarters. Like, I don't think, like, bro, this shit's not going to stop. Even against good teams, like, even if you're a good defensive team with a shaky offense, like, if you, unless you have, like, elite athletes that can create run pressure, we're going to beat the shit out of you because your defense not going, your defense not slowing us down. And if you can't create run pressure to put our offense in a blender, if you like a jump shooting team, yeah, we, we can guard some jump shots. We can do that. We just, if we can't stop you from getting to the hole. So like, I, this is, I hate to say it and I don't, I don't want to bite off more than I can chew, 
this is why I'm not really worried about the, the I'm not going to, let me be clear. I'm not worried about, I'm not not worried about the Suns, but they don't scare me the way other teams would. Does that make sense? Yeah, because ultimately it's the real driving teams that really get us. Like, yeah. if you're determined to put it on the rack and get to the hole, you can do that. Yeah. Then in the yes, the Suns are a jump shooting team, but I feel like at some point they have the IQ to exploit what we're not good at. You hope. Well, I, you hope. well, I don't know. They ain't had it. They couldn't figure that shit out last year. And I know last year was last year, but, like, but last year didn't have the goods. Yeah. And not saying that, um, because they just added one guy, but still, adding one guy changes your equation, and that's that's you know you're right. You're, you're, you're right when because when shit was shaking, they just needed a bucket. Exactly. They they now have the guy who I don't give a fuck what defense you got. But then again, then again, man, we got to wrap this up. But I do want to yeah. I do want to say this because. I privately have never, like, Kyrie has been saying some crazy shit. And I've kind of, like, it's, it's a, it, you're, you're, you're trying to defend Kyrie Irving on the internet for the last three years ain't something you want to do, right? So I've kind of left it alone. Um, like I said, I've always liked Kyrie. I told you I like Kyrie. Some of the, the anti vax shit bother me. I, obviously the anti-semitism bothered me but i think there's been like some line about how good of a basketball player he is and you know some people say he hasn't had a big playoff moment since i guess 20 since he hit the three-pointer and his stats have went down versus his regular season numbers uh pretty much every year since since he left cleveland right but I also think people ignore, like, the context of that. Like, fam, the reason they got swept last year, God bless Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant folded. He folded. He's turning the fucking ball over. Kev- Kyrie Irving was better last year's playoffs than Kevin Durant, in my opinion, watching those games. Um, when you go back to the year before, he was cooking. He's playing well. He just got hurt. And then he didn't play in the one before that. So I know there was some... I guess when he made that X out of Boston, it was some weirdo shit. Like, he was trying to... Giannis was basically putting the whole Boston franchise in a basket, and he was like, let me try to guard Giannis. But I told you, I think that shit was volatile to begin with because you you, you drop Kyrie into a situation where with a bunch of young dudes who had already proven it. He's the guy, and you're telling him he's the guy. And you're telling him he's the guy, and you ain't paid none of them young dudes yet. I don't think any of them had been paid. I don't even think Tatum had been paid yet. I don't think Jason J. It was like Tatum's first year, first and second year. Yeah, Tatum was a baby. Tatum yeah. just got there. Jalen Brown was, is, it was like his second and third year. He was a baby. Yeah, he um, hadn't been paid yet. You yeah. hadn't paid Terry Rozier. Yeah, Terry Rozier didn't get his so, money yet. So, as good as Kyrie is, them young dudes was looking at him like, hey, fam, they, they athletes, they competitive, and they ain't been paid yet. So they looking at him like, hey man, I don't, and Kyrie's a fucking weirdo. So they like, fuck what you talk, bro. I don't think there's anybody you could have dropped in that situation, and that shit would have went swimmingly because of the contract thing. You can't drop a dude who shoot the ball as much as Kyrie into a, a bunch of young dudes who have already proven they kind of good, and you ain't paid none of them. That was a rest, that was a recipe for disaster. 
in my opinion, right? And I'm not trying to like stand for Kyrie, but I, I do think some of the context of his playoff quote-unquote failures is thrown out the window. And I think, man, I think that, yeah, I, I, as long as he stays healthy, because you know what the 77 bring it. We talk all this shit about Luka. We get mad at Luka. But when them playoffs start, that man's a whole nother. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we know man, who's showing up. We know we, who's showing up. We know who coming to the motherfucking party when them playoffs start. We know what we getting out of Luka once them playoffs start. I know that. It's I a good sample size at this point. Like, yeah. everyone said, oh, it's it, like everyone, you know, plays in for the first playoffs. I'm not going to play like people clown him because yeah. that was a valiant effort the second playoff is when they started to kind of play with him because they were like oh he's an empty stats blah blah this play playoffs got him stemmed because he went three series of good play yeah the warrior series was a little shaky but it was still you know still comparable to what other great players in the playoffs have i done. mean fucking J- the jason tatum who made the finals after him they had him in the fucking dirt they had him, he couldn't throw it in the ocean against that defense. So, Luka, shit, Jalen Brunson did better than fucking Jason Tatum did against that Warriors defense, and he wasn't that great either. So, yeah, like, we know what we're getting out of Luka, and I think Kyrie, I, I actually, SJ, they fit each other better than I thought they would offensively. Like, they really legitimately fit each other. Like, I don't know how long this marriage is going to last. I do think it's going to. Kyrie will be a Maverick next year. I don't know how much longer after that. I don't know. I don't want to make no promises. But while he's here, I don't see what you, I don't, I don't, I just don't know what you do with him. I don't think there's no answers. I don't, I think they're the most unstoppable two players together, period. Like, and especially because like Luca is beating you the fuck up for the first three quarters. And then Kyrie, like their pattern of game takeover fits. It fit before they even played with each other. So they really ain't even got a... There's less adjustment than I think we even got to give them credit for. Because I think Luka is perfectly fine. I think Luka, because Kyrie is Kyrie, I actually think Luka is going to be fine with Kyrie closing it. Because he's just... He's fucking Kyrie, bro. He, That's what he do. Luka will beat you up the first three quarters, and then Kyrie come take it over in the fourth. And I just... I don't know what you do with that. I truly don't know how you have anything to do with that. I don't know what the answers are. And even if you look at like last year when they got swept, bro, they was out there. It was Kyrie Irving. It was fucking Nick Claxton. It was uh, uh F. Curry with the last Garden Tatum. Seth Curry was Garden yeah, Tatum and Jalen Brown. Patty yeah, Mills was, was out there. Yes, yes. It was literally Kyrie, KD, Nick Claxton, and Gorn fucking Dragic, Patty Mills, and fucking uh, Seth Curry. Like, bro, that was not a real team. It was not a real fucking team. So, I, like, bro, they was going to get cooked. They were going to get cooked. So I'm not even putting that on them. That was that was a fake team. That was a totally fake team. Now, nah, Bruce Brown was out there. He was out there. I'm not about to... I'm not about to knock Bruce Brown. He was fighting for his life, but... He was, this, he was actually the second best player. Actually, no, he might have been Loki the best player. In that series, Bruce Brown, I think he was the best player in that series. Bruce Brown had a good series. He just Bruce Brown swept, swept. Yeah, and it, like, it wasn't like they was getting, they, they, they low-key tricked off both of the first two games and the third game quite as well. They were close game sweeps. <laughs> that yeah. was the thing. It was just that they gave up after, um, they gave up after a certain point. But it was still close I, games. I, if K, I just think KD folded. 
I, I really do. I, just, I think Kyrie gave up too. I, I know what you're trying no, to say. No, I think Kyrie no, gave no, up. No. Kyrie gave up as the series progressed, but KD never had a good game. He literally never had a good game. Like Kyrie was went insane that first game, but KD literally didn't have a single good game in that series. He shot below, shot thirty eight percent for that series. There, there was no Kevin Durant stamp. I just think he was cooked. I think he was tired from trying to backpack through the season. So, I don't know. But either way it go, I'm not gonna relitigate history. At the end of the day. What's what's our favorite saying? The games will be played. The games will be played. And um, I, I think we're about to go on a run, y'all. Um, we got 21 games. I think we did the prediction last time. I'm gonna go ahead and re. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna revise mine. I don't even remember what I said. We got 21 games. I'm going 17 and four, barring catastrophic injury. I think we only lose four games the rest of the season. I really actually think it, it we're going to be on here lying to ourselves because I just look at the schedule. All our game, we got the couple back-to-backs we got aren't against really, really good teams. And some of the good teams we play are on back-to-backs. The games are spaced out pretty nice. Like I feel like we got more two-day breaks this last part of the season than we've had at any point in the season. And I just think these boys is going, they're going to just fucking overwhelm people. So you are going to have to shoot the, you you can't have, you can't, you know, some teams shoot like 34% from three. They, even if they get offensive team and they just have a, a off night, like, bro, you can't have off night against us. You will lose because you're not going to be able to guard us. So I think that's what we want to do. 17 and four. What is, uh, what is your guess from the record? I'm gonna still say um sixteen and five for the rest of the way now. I said seventeen and five um prior to this prior to like um I said this last week, the predictions. So I'm gonna stick with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna still say we get five losses the rest of the way. Okay. Cool. And I don't even know when the loss is gonna happen. I just know they're gonna happen eventually. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when they're gonna happen. I can't I'm not I've loosely predicted who we'd lose to. Um, but I really can see it happening. Um, I, I, I will say I am a little nervous, nervous about tomorrow. I am. Oh yeah, I am. Just with their style of play, they play and what we're bad at right now. No maxi. Yeah. Um, LeBron at eighty is gonna be overwhelming at the rim. Um, eh, it's not a guarantee. I think if we win, it's going to have to be a situation where we're outscoring them. We're trying to outscore them. Yeah, because the thing is, if they had like. If it was a back-to-back, if it was even a regular, like, they played yesterday. Now, I mean, them boy, them old men, well, them old men, LeBron's old ass had two days off. It's national TV. He's trying to, hey, you need, you know you know you'd be over here with me. He basically trying to beat up his, his, his ex's new boyfriend. And I think he gonna show out. And LeBron is shit. Damn near my age, but that man is 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 held to, especially against the team we got now. We don't have a chance of keeping him from the rim, not even a chance. He can just half back dive over and over and over again. And if he do, if he don't miss it, you got Anthony Davis down there to clean that shit up. So exactly, it's I'm actually don't feel good about tomorrow, but I hate the Lakers and 
I do not want to fucking hear from my dad and my little brother. So we got to get the win. Um, got anything else you want to get off your chest? No, sir. All right, go Mavs. We will holler at y'all next week. We will, I will put this out in a couple hours. And we will talk to y'all. Peace.